It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. AJC Access Atlanta is sponsored by Northside Hospital Cancer Institute, built to beat cancer. Hello, Atlanta. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shane Harrison, your host for the AJC's newest podcast, Access Atlanta. Every week, I'll share with you some of the best places to eat, play, and live out loud in the ATL. Of course, we'll tell stories that make our city one of a kind. This week, we're here with Jill Vanoska again. Um, she is very, very familiar with Jimmy Carter. Um, somehow, she's managed to become our expert on Jimmy Carter. Uh, she frequently covers um, all things Jimmy Carter. Um, she's spent lots of time in planes and has become very familiar with that area as well. Um, and this week, she's brought us a story from uh, from deep south Georgia. Welcome, Jill. Hi, Shane. Thanks for having me back. So, um, so what uh, what are we going to hear this week? Well, you're you're going to hear about sort of a very unique town in America, which is Plains, Georgia, especially considering it only has about 700 citizens. But two of them are the most famous, among the most famous people in the world, former president and first lady, Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. And yes, they do live there. And, you know, you can't just walk up to them on the street and talk to them. But it is remarkable in this day and age how you can go to a town where a president was born and grew up and continues to live and kind of see him on a regular basis. And he's accessible. And I've spent a lot of time there, particularly over the last four years, as President Carter's 90th birthday approached. We wanted to do a big story. And I decided to take a look at this place that kind of gave birth to him, literally and figuratively, and that he always returns to. And so I've spent a lot of time there, and there's a lot to do there. And so I figured I'd tell you about that. Why don't we uh, take a visit uh, with Jill Vanoska, uh to Plains, Georgia? Hello, I'm Jimmy Carter. Welcome to the house and the farm where I spent my youth. Here we had long working days during those Depression years. We would wake up each morning when the bell would ring about four o'clock suntime, which was long before sunrise. 
very small and a large portion of it is part of the Jimmy Carter National Historic Site and Preservation District. It's, so it's run by the National Park Service. And there's other things you can see there. There's the business district in Plains is about a block and a half long. It's probably got about five or six shops. And some of them are, are owned by a nonprofit called Plains Better Hometown. And, you know, they make money with that and the Peanut Festival because their idea is to preserve the town of the 39th president of the United States. Right. But there's also, you can go to the, Jimmy Carter, actually a lot of people don't know, he actually, he was born in Plains, but then his when he was four, his family moved outside Plains, about a mile and mile and a half out <laughs> to a, a, it's not even a town it's like a hamlet called right. archery and archery. he grew up on a farm there huh. and um the boyhood farm is a fascinating experience it's part of the national historic site yeah the plains high school which doesn't it's, it doesn't function as a school anymore he and mrs carter both went to school there it's now the headquarters of the Jimmy Carter National Historic Site, and it's got museums and exhibits, everything from what it's like growing up in Plains to their work with the Carter Center, if you're not able to go to the Carter Center, you know, in Atlanta and see it. And so, you know, it's got a, a little mock-up of the Oval Office. Yeah. It's got a version of his Nobel Peace Prize, but it's all in an old high school, and yeah. so it's really neat. And then the other thing that's part of it in town that you can see is the old train depot, which runs right parallel to, the train tracks run parallel to Main Street. Um, and uh, the train depot was um, Jimmy Carter's campaign headquarters when he ran for president. So, you know, it's full of old artifacts and campaign memorabilia that actually uh, groups of Carter fans over the years, a lot of that has been collected by huh. them and they kind of donate it there. There's a lot of Jimmy Carter fans who come to right. town who have I'm old sure. But yeah. And there's actually a great political memorabilia store in town. It seems weird to have this really thriving memorabilia store <laughs> in the heart of a town that has like 700 residents. Right. But so many people come there and I mean, it's amazing. You can go get buttons and bumper stickers for every person who's ever run for office. Right. It's, it's a great location. My name is Philip Curley. With one L, I come from a very poor family. Couldn't afford the other L. It was a real hardship story. <laughs> Downtown Plains for about 19 years, but we've been in business for about 29 years. Largest political memorabilia dealer in the South, and we're one of two Secret Service dealers in the United States. And Secret Service collecting is similar to military pins, patches, challenge coins, shields, that type of thing. Our busy time for this store seems to be March, April, September, October. Right, and and also there's there's a coming change in in the way things are done there. He um, he teaches regularly teaches Sunday school there, which uh, has brought a lot of people there to town. Um, but that's that's changing a little bit. There's there's something a little different going on now. Right. Um, right after he left office, he and Mrs. Carter joined Maranatha Baptist Church in Plains. So that was in early 1981. And he just started teaching Sunday school because he'd always done that, even when he was in the White House. And it took a long time for word to get out. But eventually it did. And people just started showing up at the church. The church now has about, I'd say, about 40 active members and as they joke, a lot of them, they say, we're old. But um, whenever President Carter teaches Sunday school, as many as 300 to 400 people will show up. And he and Mrs. Carter will stay. You have to stay for the service afterwards. You can't leave and come back. 
but they will, as we say here in the South, make a picture with you afterwards. Now, he had been doing it, especially after his cancer diagnosis, when he cut back on his traveling around the world as much. He started showing up. He had maybe been teaching Sunday school about two or three Sundays a week, a month, because he'd been very busy. The last couple of years, he's been doing it almost every week. Now, he announced recently that he's going to start cutting back, you know, for no other reason than he, he is 93 and a half yeah. years old, and he and the church together apparently decided that this is a good idea. He told them, and they agreed because he said, if I, from what I understand, he said, if I just stop teaching one day, you know what I mean, it'll be such a change because right. this brings a lot of visitors to the town that he loves along sure. with everything else, and so they love people coming. Now, you can go on the, uh, the Maranatha webpage, which is mbcplains.org, or they also have a Facebook page, Maranatha Baptist Church, and they post President Carter's teaching schedule there. He's now, since April, he started doing it about twice a month. You know, right. he might do it three times a month, but right now he's doing it about twice a month. Um, he'll do it twice in April. He will do it two Sundays in May. But whenever he's in town, he and even if he's not teaching, if it's a Sunday, he and Mrs. Carter still attend church there. And they also attend Sunday school, which is usually taught by his niece, Kim Filler, who's Billy Carter's daughter. And they say if they're there in church and you're there in church, they will stay around and take pictures with you afterwards, which might be a great way. You won't get to see him teach Sunday school. Right. But you'd still get your picture made with the former but it's just they don't post the schedule of that because he still right. does travel and do a lot of stuff so he's not sure. always in planes but it's quite an experience to go to that um there is a little thing that uh, people probably need to know about going to sunday school right. if you want me to talk about that sure yeah um you can't sign up you know you can't get on a list ahead of time to go to it so it's kind of first come first serve the church can seat about 350 people and they also have an overflow room you know which is like their community room and maybe I would say probably another 100 150 people could go in there if you sit there they have a big TV and they show President Carter and on his way into the church he always stops in the community room and says hello to people first people tend to start showing up at about 5 a.m. in the parking lot when he first got sick and people thought he might not be teaching as much Um, I was there all the time with our photographer, and people started sleeping overnight in the parking lot. (laughs) They started doing everything. And the church, it's not that they care about that. They just really care about people. The church members are really nice people, almost all of whom have lived in Plains all their life, and they're great people. A lot of them are friends with the Carters and everything. They just don't want people sleeping out overnight. So they've come up with a system now. Um, A member of the church, George Williams, it usually is him, he gets there around 4 a.m., I don't think I don't think he wants you there at 4 a.m. But <laughs> he will be the person you see as your car pulls up. And what he's doing is he's giving you a number. Good morning. Where y'all from? Calhoun, Georgia. It's 200. Uh, I got my daughter here. Too. All right. How old is she? She is 10. What grade you in? Actually, she's gonna be 11 tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday early. Yeah. What grade you in? Feels great. Good. Making all A's? Very good. Keep it up. Thank y'all for coming. Around 8.15, they have you get out of your car. I mean, you're not trapped in your car, but that's when they start lining up, and you line up by your number. And George's wife, Jan, Miss Jan, as she's known in town, runs the line, and she is hilarious, but 
don't get out of line. I mean, don't don't try to jump the line. Don't do anything. Um, she yeah, those will, of us who grew up in small southern towns will be very familiar yes. with that. If you don't get in, we have plan B. I'm not telling you what it is until we have to go to it. Well, I, I am not Secret Service. I should be. But they told me I was too dangerous to wear a gun. So, and that is true. <laughs> Ma'am, I cannot answer to you that now. As far he has not said, he is not. So that's. If you don't get into the main sanctuary, we probably can get a picture. Ma'am, don't worry about that. Okay. I came from Atlanta for my Well, ma'am, <laughs> should have come another Sunday, don't you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, and you've been wanting to do this for 30 plus years. Do not procrastinate, y'all. If you're going to do something, go do it. Don't put it off because God doesn't give us tomorrow even. So, you know, if you want to go do something, get in your car and go do it. I am so blessed that I get to do this every Sunday, so... And if you were my best friend, you would think you were just worth a million dollars today. So how many new best friends do I have? <laughs> and Miss Jan also pretty much runs the Plains Inn, which is the only place to stay in town. It has seven rooms. And they are booked up months ahead for weekends. But um, if you get a room on, the, on Saturday night, you're guaranteed a seat in Sunday school, which right. is why a lot of people do it. But anyway, so then you'll line up and you'll go through the Secret Service. Um, thing and then you'll sit down and there'll be about an hour before President Carter's class. They also have a remarkable new pastor at the church. He's been there a little under a year, I think. Brandon Patterson, who is 23 years old. He might be 24 now, but yeah. he was 23 <laughs> when he got there and he is dynamic and hilarious. And my favorite thing is when he's doing his sermon and every once in a while he'll start out with, well, when I was young and you'll see like the whole church like sort of burst into <laughs> laughter. So it's just, you know, it's a really human experience. About a year ago, year and a half ago, the preacher here sat down, took a job somewhere else. And so they were looking for someone. During this time, I'm on my knees every night praying for a job because the people who just graduated from my seminary are working at like Big Lots. Legitimately, like I go to Big Lots to see my old friends. Uh, and that's because there's just no job opening. So during this time, I am praying and praying and praying. And so my professors, because we have a good connection with Mercer University, where I went to grad school, we have a, they have a great connection with the Church of Mercer. So all my professors come up here to pulpit supply while they don't have a pastor. Every time my dean, my church history professor, without collaborating, keeps telling them, hey, we've got someone that, that you should look at. And they threw my name under the door without everyone. Well, about three weeks before last Easter, one of my professors says, Hey, Brandon, I'm going up to this church. My wife can't come with me. I have to go on Sunday night. Can you bring her on Wednesday? And I'll just make a deal with you to kind of sweeten it. If you come, I'll let you have lunch with President Carter. <laughs> you can imagine, I thought about it for approximately two seconds. And so I said, yes, I come up. I have lunch with President Carter, with Rosalind, him who will be leading the music, and, and my professors. And doing there, him, who was on the, the committee to find a new pastor, said, Brandon, we've heard so much about you. Do you have a resume? 
I'm trying to find a job. He didn't go. Have one in my back pocket. And so I gave it to her. And that night she said, hey, do you mind preaching for us on Easter in like two or three weeks? I thought about that for practically one second this time. Said I would love to. Came up here, preached on Easter. And that night they said, I got received another email saying we're going to vote on you this Wednesday. So a three-week journey, they voted unanimously on Wednesday. And so... I honestly believe it's because all those prayers I prayed. And so that's how I became here. So that's my story, and it's pretty fun here. But I can tell you, having covered President Carter for a long time, he is an ex-Navy officer who's not only on time, he's usually ahead of time. Yes. So very often he will stride into Sunday school around 5, 5 of 10, mm-hmm. and he'll teach a lesson for about 45 minutes. Right. And so it's a remarkable experience. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. As usual, I had a very busy week. I want to give you two reports. One on my wife, she's been very, very ill. She had uh, an operation 51 years ago. And the scar tissue attacked her intestines. And it choked off about two feet of her intestines and it got gangrene. And the other healthy intestines Swell up to four times as large as it was supposed to be. So she's had a lot of trouble with her inside, but they operated on her about two or two weeks ago, and she's doing fine. She just phoned me a while ago from Lionel Sanders all the way home. We get to the lesson now. This month we've got five lessons on the impact of Jesus Christ and why he came to earth as a human being, the Son of God, and why he assumed the role of of a a completely human entity. He suffered, uh, he had a lot of challenges in his life, and, and, and everything that we have experienced, both good things that we've experience and also the sad times in our life. He experienced those as well. And so he is thoroughly familiar with with uh, with individual human beings in this audience. With all of us, with me and, and with you. He knows our problems, he knows our challenges, he knows our opportunities, uh, he knows what we need. And so Jesus Christ is intimately involved with, with all of us with personal experience. At the same time, Jesus had to deal with the political, <coughs> economic, and I'll say political leaders of those days, and they were personified by the Pharisees. The Pharisees in Jerusalem were primarily religious leaders. They interpreted this, the Holy uh, Scriptures and so forth, but they also were authorized by the Romans to carry out a lot of a, uh, political responsibilities. They were, they were the, the Sanhedrin of the, of the Pharisees made a basic decision about what happened in Jerusalem. That was one of the very wise things that, they, that the Romans did. They would come in, in and conquer an area like, like the Holy Land, and then they would, they, they would insist that taxes be paid on time, and they would say how much taxes would have to be paid. They would keep the roads and everything repaired, but what they wanted 
was two things. One, for the local people to keep the peace and to pay the taxes on time and to be loyal to the emperor in Rome. And, and But they would let the people have their own religion and, and run their own local affairs, pretty much. And that's what they did with the Sanhedrin. <coughs> you remember that Jesus said one time something about a jot and tittle. What was that? You remember? Nobody remembers? <laughs> Do we have any pastors or... change God's basic laws. But he got into a serious confrontation with the Pharisees. How did that happen? Anybody? One thing was Sunday, but there were other things as well. At that time, I think if you read Leviticus and Deuteronomy, and tabulate all of the rules and regulations. There were about 613 of them. <laughs> Little tiny rules and regulations that you had to follow. And the Pharisees claimed that they did them all, most of them. And, and they even, when they gave a tenth of what they earned to God, they wouldn't even give a tenth of the mint to give to that garden. And, that's and, and they were very meticulous about how far you could, how many steps you could take on Sunday and what you could do and so forth. And so Jesus got into a confrontation with them about that. I think before I go any further, I'll stop for a moment and back up because I forgot since I wanted to talk about my wife. I'll stop it and ask, do we have any business this morning? <laughs> it's, it's just a great, I mean, I've done it so many times that every once in a while I have to stop and say to myself, I'm just sitting here getting the lesson from mm-hmm. the former president of the United States. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. First up, get a taste of what's being served up at the restaurants of Town Brookhaven, at Best of Town Brookhaven. In addition to the great food, there will be live music so you can eat to the beat. Ticket prices, which are $20 to $45, include 10 food tickets and 5 drink tickets, with extras available for purchase during the event. Best of Town Brookhaven happens 3 to 7 p.m. on Saturday, April 28th, and that's at 4330 Peachtree Road in Buckhaven. In Virginia Highland, check out the Great Southern Beer Fest. This is the first year for this fest from the folks who bring you the Atlanta Grilled Cheese Festival. The inaugural event will, of course, offer beer, along with music, games, and food. They'll also be doing a blind taste test of a selection of Southern Brewed IPAs, with festival attendees choosing the winner. Ticket prices are $25 to $70, and the Great Southern Beer Festival happens from 1 to 5 p.m. on April 28th in John Howell Memorial Park. That's on Virginia Avenue in the Virginia Highland neighborhood. And you can get more information at greatsouthernbeerfest.com. It's the fifth year for the Kennesaw Beer and Wine Festival, where you'll find more than 100 beers, 
with a focus on local Georgia breweries and more than 25 wines and a selection of ciders too. The event takes place at Depot Park in downtown Kennesaw from 1 to 5 p.m. on April 28th. Those tickets are $35 to $50, and you can find more information on this at KennesawBeerAndWineFest.com. The Snellville Days Festival is celebrating its 45th anniversary. Head over to Briscoe Park for more than 200 craft, food, sponsor, and civic vendors. There's a kids' field on site and continuous live entertainment both Saturday, May 5th and Sunday, May 6th. They've added a farmer's market this year, and they'll have talks from master gardeners, too. Snellville Days Festival is a real old-fashioned community festival with a hometown feel and performances by local school groups. Get that hometown feeling on May 5th and 6th at T.W. Briscoe Park in Snellville. And you can get more info on that at snellvilledays.org. The three-day Shaky Knees Festival, taking place May 4th through the 6th at Central Park in downtown Atlanta, will feature some of the best Indian alternative rock acts. On opening night, you'll hear Jack White, David Byrne, Fleet Foxes, Courtney Barnett, and Japan Droids. On Saturday, May 5th, the big names are Queens of the Stone Age, The War on Drugs, Cake, Manchester Orchestra, Matt and Kim, and The Distillers. And on the final night, Sunday, May 6th, The National, Tenacious D, Vance Joy, and Lord Huron close the 6th Annual Festival. All in all, you can hear more than 60 bands on four stages throughout Central Park, which once hosted part of Music Midtown many, many years ago. One day general admission tickets are $99, three day tickets are $199, single day VIP tickets are $270, and the single day platinum tickets are $850. You can get those and find the complete daily lineups at shakingkneesfestival.com. Art is all over Lawrenceville this weekend, literally. Parts of downtown will be covered in chalk during Arts Fest Gwinnett. The detailed work lining the chalk walk will be surrounded by food and art vendors, while live music rings out from a nearby stage. The big event, though, is a free musicals by Moonlight performance from the folks at Aurora Theater. This year, they'll be doing The Hunchback of Notre Dame with songs from the Disney film. The show happens on the Lawrenceville Lawn, and free seating opens at 5 p.m. on April 28th. There will also be VIP tables available, which include dinner and seat six people, and those are $350. ArtsFest Gwinnett runs from noon until 6 on April 28th, and The Hunchback of Notre Dame is staged beginning at 7 p.m. on the Lawrenceville Lawn, which is at 210 Lucky Street. Get all the details at lawrencevillega.org. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta. AJC Access Atlanta is sponsored by Northside Hospital Cancer Institute, built to beat cancer.
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, The Monica Pearson Show. When you look at what you've become, what has it cost you? Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most powerful influencers, as you've never heard them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.